everyone, and welcome to On Purpose. Um, I'm Janice Alpert, uh, where we talk to people to find out how they got to where they are with purpose and they feel they're on their purpose. Today we have Beth, I hope I'm saying your last name right, Romanowski? Romanowski, yep. Okay, good that I said it right. Hi, Beth. Hi, Welcome. how are you, uh, Thank I'm you. I'm good. We're, we're, now, as most of my listeners know, I, I always do like a little like, like, who are you? Because Noah finds a lot of the people, but I don't really know you at all. So we're going to get to know each other a little bit. Um, so why don't you tell me a little about yourself? Where did you grow up and what was your family like? Sure. Um, so thank you again for having me on the podcast. Um, uh, you know, it's always a joy to talk to other women because I really always leave with that feeling that we're so much more similar than we are different. Oh, I love and that. I've, I've goosebumps. Yes. Yeah. And you know what? I also, um, I love the title on purpose because I feel like, um, at my age, I'm 60 now. Um, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people get to this point in their life and if they've had a job that they've done forever, they maybe are starting to look at retirement and they're like, what will my purpose be? Yeah. So it's very appropriate. Very true. Very true. And I, I feel like the people who listen to this podcast, one, I think they're of all ages, but I do think we have, I don't even know, we've never really done like a, uh, a study of who listens, but um, I agree. Cause I'm, I'm, 72 and I've not retired and I started this podcast when I was 70. So I, yeah, I think it's been two years now. Yeah. So I just feel like, you know what, it wasn't like I thought, oh, this, I want to do something more, but then it just popped in my head. So if you're, if you're open to it and you think to yourself, you know what, as long as I have something to give and offer and I want to be present and active in life, then you never know what door is going to open. So I agree with that. So I don't think no matter what age, I might be doing this when I'm 85, I hope. I don't know. Yes, that, yes, and I, yeah. I just feel like as long as I'm able, I'll be out here doing something. Um, okay, so thank you. That was very nice of you to say. Appreciate that. And I agree, of course. Um, mm -hmm. I love also talking to most of the people I've interviewed, though I have interviewed some men are, are women. And, and I find all of them fascinating, inspiring. And from what I read about you, I already feel that way. But I want to hear more about you. So where did you grow up and tell me a little about your family sure. background? So um, I grew up in Northeastern Pennsylvania, uh -huh. uh, rural, you know, uh, not many neighbors. Um, my dad died when I was six. Oh. So I was raised by my mom with mm -hmm. one sister. Okay. Um, so I, I probably attribute that to a lot of my independence because she mm -hmm. was, you know, had to be independent and really... Right a great job of it. So I graduated from high school and I can remember at the time we didn't have a lot of money. And, mm -hmm. you know, my mom was like, well, what do you want to do? Maybe you should be a nurse or a secretary. And I was like, well, I'm <laughs> definitely not going to be a secretary. So I'll be a nurse. Well, that, gener I, that generation. Okay. Yes. I can, so, I can hear that. Like I had to be a teacher. I didn't have to be, but that was yeah. what I was. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So I, um, so I thought, okay, I went to nursing school and, um, in Pennsylvania, you know, Pennsylvania. Uh -huh. Yep. So, you know, caring for people service really was at the heart of what I did right from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then yeah, asked, not to interrupt you, but may I ask what your mom did? Was she in a service kind of a career? Yeah, or? She was, um, an accountant, but 
a bookkeeper, I would say. She okay. was not an accountant. So she was a bookkeeper. So mm-hmm. numbers, you know, but worked for someone her whole life. Okay. And no, not really an entrepreneurial spirit. Although, you know, she did become a tax collector later in life, which was something she enjoyed because she did wow. like numbers. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, my life went pretty normal. I have three children, mm-hmm. all grown now. Um, three granddaughters. Oh, and- Ditto. Yes. I have granddaughters. I have some grandsons too, but yeah, they're so adorable. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, life um, kind of went along and here I am at 60 Mm -hmm. and, you know, a few years back, what actually happened was my husband and I were married uh, 20 years in 2013. So we had been married in Hawaii and we always Mm. said, we're going to go back when we're married 20 years, but he was working. The kids were in college. Um, You know, honestly, we couldn't get out of our own way, which, Mm -hmm. you know, happens. Yes, it does. So we live on a farm in Pennsylvania and we have a three mile walking path currently. Yeah, we have 110 acres. We have a three mile walking path and we walk frequently. I love that. Yeah. Sounds beautiful. It is beautiful. And many times when we would walk, I would say this would be a great place for a bench because mm-hmm. it was at the top of the hill and you were tired mm-hmm. or you were looking out over the field or down by the pond, or it was just a place that was just so peaceful. Mm-hmm. And I got the idea. I thought, you know what? Maybe I'll put out 20 benches uh, for one for every year we're married. And uh, because, you know, at that point, everybody has a a point in their life when they're starting to think about legacy and how Mm -hmm. will I be remembered? Sure. If I have grandchildren, will they know who I was? You know, Mm -hmm. so I was Mm -hmm. thinking about that, hoping that this would like long outlive me. Mm -hmm. And, And at the time I was getting into journaling. So I thought, you know what? Big advocate of journaling. Were you, yes. I, mean, I just not to interrupt. Were you doing nursing all this time while you were raising your children, or um, had you? Given I that was. Up? I was for part of the time, and then when we had our last daughter, that's when probably when she got to be about four. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was when I um, started to help my husband in his business, so I stopped nursing. But he oh. gives anesthesia, so it it really still. Oh. Yes. So you're still. So you're still. Yes. Uh, in the still medical field and you're still giving, you're still giving. Okay. Yes. So yeah. you, you, so your whole career was still about giving and yes. then you're raising your children. So that's kind of about giving. And then you start thinking about meaning of life and where, what, what, what's going to be my legacy. Okay. Yeah. And you get this yeah. idea. Go ahead. So I get this idea and I thought, okay, so I'm going to get a journal and a pen and put it in a weatherproof bag Mm -hmm. Um, on each bench, I sat down, I wrote why I was doing this, why I picked this location. Cause I did. You started with one, you started with one bench or you just went with 20 right away. I, I found 20 benches. I bought some, I love repurposing. So I found some at yard sales, garage sales. Some people gave me benches. So Mm -hmm. we put 20 out all at once. And yeah. So I sat down on every one and wrote how I felt. Why I chose on each, on each bench, on each bench, on each bench, each bench has its own journal and pen. And, wow. and, you know, my thought was that, you know, whether you're sitting and you're writing something beautiful or you're writing something heavy that you need to stop carrying either mm-hmm. way, it feels good to leave it at the bench. 
And you never know what your words are going to, how they're going to inspire the next person. Totally. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. it actually was probably um, about five years um, from then. And I would walk my, I would always write my husband. He wasn't really into journaling, but (laughs) you know, my daughter, um, friends would come. We live on in in on a farm, so we have other neighbors that would cross over and walk right, our trail. That was my, that was my question. Who else would be on the bench? And did your family also get on board as far as you know journaling their feelings? And and this also when if if your family member if you're all journaling in the same journal, is that everybody you're writing? Did anybody yeah. care like who's reading what or that whatever you wrote? You thought I'm just going to write it, and if people they're just yes. going to know something new about me or, and that's yeah. okay. Yeah, that's how it was. So every bench had its own journal and okay. it sat, it stayed there at the bench. So if you sat on there, it, you wrote, and then the next person came along. I always encourage people to start at the beginning and read everything that was written because that's right. where you get your inspiration or even your healing. Mm-hmm. So what happened was in 2018, like five years after we had placed the benches, Um, It was a really tough year for us. Um, My husband um, got sick. He got a brain tumor. Oh, my goodness. And um, we lost our first granddaughter at childbirth. Oh, my God. Oh, that's horrible. It was really a lot of things happened. And um, my husband, who was extremely active, was not it. He didn't do well with that Mm -hmm. emotionally or uh, physically. And our literally family almost fell apart. Uh, We almost lost our marriage. It was really a very difficult time. But what I had realized was I found myself sitting on these benches every day, Mm -hmm. whether I was writing or just sitting and crying, crying, exactly listening to the universe or God for inspiration or guidance, but also looking back in the journals and realizing wow, two weeks ago, like I was in such a dark place. I'm better. I'm so much better. I'm not totally great, but I'm in a way better place. So it gave me hope that this was really, this was something. So then, you know, my husband months into it came back around and we found ourselves sitting there together, sometimes just sitting Mm-hmm. On each side of the bench, sometimes holding hands, sometimes crying, sometimes laughing, but mm-hmm. healing, together. healing, healing together. Mm-hmm. So it was it was something that for us was such a positive thing. And then what happens? COVID. Oh. And here we are. Here we are in a world where people, I believe, are so disconnected anyway. But now yes. we're more disconnected. Mm-hmm. suicide, um, depression, mm-hmm. anxiety is at an all time high anger and anger. people yelling at each yes. other about everything. Cause there's so much yes. disagreement and disparity so much. So at that point we realized that here we have this slice of paradise on the farm. So mm-hmm. we opened it up to the community mm-hmm. and let people come and walk. So they on would your, walk on yes. your farm, on your farm, yes. on, in the bit. Very yeah, generous. Come and walk the bench trail. So, well, because uh, you could be outside and not feel like you were going to get COVID and die. So that was a great yes. Uh, uh, option. Yes. Yeah. So that's what we did. Um, and then 
it it really started to take off. And we but during COVID, we we had developed we have a journal and a specific journal and a pen and pen, colored pencils and a waterproof weatherproof bag that says on it, uh, sit down, open the bag, open the book, be open, read and write, find the joy and share the moment. Oh, I so, love that. Oh, yes. beautiful. But, you know, of course, during COVID, like not everybody wants to touch a bag or touch a pen right. that someone else did. So we developed a QR code. We So we have a, a, a three by five um, aluminum tag that um, is has a unique QR code. So you can place this tag on any existing bench or on a bench project bench, set it up. And it actually will open up a journal that's specific for that bench. So anyone that sits there can read what everyone has written and then wow. add something to yourself, whether it's in text, a video or a picture. So I just have to ask, like, that's very technologically uh, to me advanced. I mean, yeah. do you have how did you did you have to hire someone? How did you guys figure this out? Because sometimes when we're doing something that we know is wonderful and purposeful, there's always going to be a challenge in there. And to me, this would be like one of them. So how did you? Yeah, it was, um, you know what? I had a really great uh, marketing company that was um, keeping my website up to date and they helped me, they helped me develop it and get them produced. Mm -hmm. So now we are in uh, 31 States. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's, it's really, um, it does my heart good because, you know, I realized that I not only with the digital journals, but even the other journals, I've gotten so many of them back from people because they'll message me and say, hey, there's a bench here that has a journal and it's almost filled. What should I do? And right. I say, oh, my gosh, OK, I'm going to mail. I want you to send it to me and I'm mm. going to send you a new one to put in there. So I have so many beautiful, oh, inspiring words from people that, you know, have found connection because that's really what it's all about. Totally. Our mission at the Bench Project is to inspire and nurture the human spirit by creating a connection through a shared experience, one bench at a time. Oh, that is so unbelievably beautiful. And mm-hmm. you know, what, why I was asking is, that, you know, probably projecting my own when I think about, even when I started the podcast, one of my uh, issues was I, I how am I going to do this? I I'm, I mean, I'm, I think I'm OK with technology, but I thought I I, I I remember going on YouTube and looking on how you start a podcast and about the microphone. And, and I'm thinking, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. And then as life would have it, I found Noah. And he said, not to worry, I will organize everything. He he did tell me what microphone to buy. So that was, well, I don't even remember what it was. It was nothing that expensive. And so here we are. So I just think that it, what I love about this is that, first of all, I appreciate you sharing your story, the part about your, you know, your husband and, and losing your granddaughter and any, because one of the things I say over and over again, I think I've said repeatedly on this podcast is, you know, finding your purpose and trying to heal not only ourselves, but I feel that when we we are on our path, we're also giving to others. It just there's no way that when we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, that it doesn't impact the people, not just in our lives, but I just feel it goes like a you know what do they, they say a butterfly flaps its wing in Japan and it affects 
all of us everywhere. Um, that's how I feel when we're doing good. And it went, and that's in our, in our cell, but that doesn't mean that there aren't stumbling blocks like illness and, you know, death and even technology, the stumbling block may be as even the painful ones, a gift mm-hmm. to help you move more forward. So it's, it's always, I feel important for, you know, the message to be, which is what you're saying is, you you don't you don't just find like you got this idea, which I think is it just like popped in your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not like your whole life you were thinking, how am I going to connect people? I mean, you yeah. you have a service minded soul. I can see that. But yes. popped in your head and then you figured out a way to make it happen. Like you said, you went to garage sales. And I mean, mm-hmm. and I'm just, you know, and, and I'm going to ask you how you got it to 31 states, because that's a lot of, you know, benches. But and then to be able to really, you know, have a mission statement. Like I want people to learn and to grow and if and heal and heal. So if you have something wonderful to share, fabulously. I know for myself, I'm a journaler. I journal regularly, not necessarily daily at this stage of my life. But when I journal, is it necessarily that I'm writing? I mean, I do try to say something just in my own prayers or in my head about what I'm grateful for. But what am I usually journaling about? Something that's upsetting me. And there is something in the process of writing it down that releases it. And Mm -hmm. even when I've been upset with a person, you know, anybody in my family or a friend or whatever, and I'm not sure I want to handle it, I'm known for writing the famous email not to send. Yes. And I write everything down that I feel. And I and I even on the email line, I don't put their their email address because I have accidentally sent it when it, <laughs> and I want to die afterwards. Um, so I always do my own email and I send it to myself and then I wait 24 hours. That's always my rule. And then I reread it the next day. And I always, almost, almost a hundred percent of the time go, Oh my God, thankfully I didn't send it, but having written it and then reread it, re, you know, rereading it. I can't, you can't even explain how, it changes your whole perception of whatever the issue is. And it also lessens the impact of it. So even when it's something pretty horrific, like you said about your, you know, your husband, I'm assuming your husband is doing okay. Mm-hmm. If I may ask. Yes. yes okay. Yes. Wonderful. I'm happy to hear that. I don't know if you're, you know, after the first granddaughter, you said you have some other. Yep, so, three. Mm-hmm. but okay. But it that kind of loss though is incredibly painful. And you think to yourself, especially when it's your So first it's your own loss as uh, like you're dreaming of being this grandmother for the first time. And then you're, and then you're watching your daughters. If it was your daughter, uh, your daughter's loss. And you think to yourself, how am I doing this pain? How is this ever going to feel better? Mm -hmm. And so I love when you said, well, it's two or three weeks later. I don't feel great, but I feel a little bit better. And that's kind of how grief and healing happens in little, little mini Things And so when you feel connected, like someone else has also gone through this horrible thing or or maybe it's a wonderful thing, but you're sharing it. I just think it makes life a little bit better. Um, so I yeah. love this whole concept of connecting. All right. So I want to hear more. So you you opened it up to the community. How did you get this to all the states and how do you get your benches? And people might want to know if whatever city that like where are, I'm not asking you to go through all yeah. 31 states, but where are these benches and how do you, yeah. How did you get them all over the country? Well, um, it really has been through social media 
And then just friends. Mm. Like if I have friends in, in a state somewhere, they're like, oh my gosh, I have this bench. I really want to tag it. So they'll put a tag on it. Or we, so there's really like, three parts to the bench project. The first okay. one is that community part where what we're talking about, their benches, they're in parks, um, they're in hospitals, they're in hospice oh, units, wow. rehab centers. Any, um, in any in the Chicago area? Just curious. I don't know. Oh. Yeah. I'll keep my eye open. And actually, I don't know if I could do this, but my husband, his company that uh, it's a family owned business, they, they bought him a bench at our local botanic garden with his little name on it, but I don't know that I could, it's not, it's not a, it's a private park. So, but I'm going to be looking for some benches. Yes. That might be great. But you know, like, see, like the benches are not always there. Sometimes they're in places like, um, hospice units, rehab centers, hospitals, mm -hmm. airports, universities, like where people find stress and struggle. But right. then they're also in beautiful locations. Like I would love to see them in national parks, Disneyland, you know, where emotions and experiences both run deep. Right. But like, also it's in like, I'd love to see a bench in every backyard because ah. teaching your kids communication skills and uh -huh. sharing their feelings at an early age is so pivotal right now. Yep. You know, if, if your child comes home from school and says, boy, I had a bad day about something, or they're just in a bad mood and they don't want to talk, you know, you could say, why don't you go sit on the bench uh -huh. and they can sit there and they can draw a picture maybe they can write something, uh -huh. but it gets that dialogue started because Love you it. know that the benefits of journaling I mean, it decreases stress, it decreases anxiety, it improves memory, yeah. but it also improves oh. Oh. your communication and your self-confidence because mm -hmm. suddenly you're writing your feelings down. So then when you do come face to face with someone, it's, it's a process that you've done. So it's easier. Exactly. So like teaching our kids that at an early age is great. So the family bench is wonderful. The community bench. And Love then it. we are also, so we are a for-profit business, but we're also a 501c3. So which mean, we, which share with the listener what that means. Yeah. Yep. So we accept donations. We oh, um, okay. accept donations. We're a nonprofit. And um, when, with those donations, we donate benches. So I've had people message me or email me and say, oh, this is my situation. My one lady in Missouri this year, she said, my son died at summer camp tragically. Oh, oh my God. We don't, have, we don't have money, but I'd love to honor him at his school. They said they could, I could put one. Could you? So we found the money. We created the bench and she, you know, personalized it for her son and we had it placed. Oh, um, that's beautiful. So I love many. That. Yeah. So like, that's another part of our mission is mm -hmm. that we, you know, we want to, you know, get people um, connected, but you know, the other thing that's really unique about us, cause you know, you say bench, well, a benches for me have always reminded me of a simpler time. Mm -hmm. You know, when people had time to sit, but mm -hmm. what's really unique about the bench project is the connection to nature. So oh. one of my taglines is get outside to go inside. And what, Oh my means, God, I love that. Yeah. If anyone listened, uh, <laughs> no, no interviewed me a couple, uh, podcasts ago. And I literally said to him, one of the things I want to do more is be in nature. And I was making like a, I don't think this is happening. Like maybe someday I'd buy 
which I'm not doing, but someday maybe I'd buy a farm. But just the way you're describing where you live, I'm yeah. thinking I, that would be something I would love to have like a big piece of property to be able yep. to walk around and be in nature. Because when you do like when I do my meditation, it's always mm-hmm. I'm always I have to always do a guided meditation because I just can't do it by yeah. myself. And I just say that's how it is. And I also yes. and I and speaking of meditation, along with the journaling to really, I, I guess I'm going to plug, which I've plugged before. You don't have to meditate for like three hours. My meditations are all between 10 and 15 minutes, but they're always the visual part. I always have someone guiding me. I have several people that I love. Um, I'm always outside. And part of the visual is I'm with nature. I'm in a park. I'm at a beach. I'm in um, I'm by a waterfall. And there's something about that. So when you say that, that you go outside to go inside, even in a meditation where you're going inside, I'm still being outside. So the two go hand in hand. So I love that. Yeah, so true. You know, I always say that nature has all the answers we need. And we are definitely at our healthiest when we are fully immersed in it. Mm -hmm. I mean, the benefits of nature. um, I mean, as a nurse, I can tell you they lower cortisol. It reduces Mm -hmm. muscle tension. It reduces your heart rate. It improves your sleep, your mood just from being in the sunlight. And it improves your immune functions. So there's like there's so many reasons to get outside. I just came back from the Dominican Republic where I was on a beach for a week um, looking at the ocean and the palm trees. And then there were some like mountainy things. And when I, I live in Chicago and I came home and it was five below zero. And I thought I'm, I, this is just not working. This is just, I have to figure out a way to, you know, this is where I get the idea about the, I mean, we do travel a lot in the winter. So I am away. We're going to California for a couple of weeks, et cetera, et cetera. But um yeah, no, I just think there, and there's, I cannot tell you how calm I am there. I was there and just, I read three books and, and in between chapters, just would put the book down and just look out at the, and there is so healing. So I, for my own personal experience, I totally agree. And as I've gotten older, I find the nature is even more important to be integrated into my daily life. So yeah. it's hard in the winter here in Chicago, but nonetheless, I see it as a priority in my life. So I'm with you. Yeah. Do you, yeah. do you go out walking now? Even in, the, I mean, Pennsylvania is not like a warm and sunny right now, I'm guessing. So do you go out in the winter and walk? Yeah. We definitely do. And, you know, I think uh, it's really important for especially people in the North to get outside because, you know, seasonal affective disorder, winter blues, whatever you want to call it. It's a real thing. But, you know, if you can get yourself outside, even on a non-sunny day, Mm -hmm. it gets, you know, it physical movement, getting outside, whatever the situation is that's keeping you down. Mm-hmm. changes everything. So those are just good habits. Yeah, we do walk. We we still walk I, in the winter. I love it. No, I think I think that's great. So the, all right. So it's just going to get to the benches and the connections. And then I want to talk a little more about you for a minute. Um, so you the benches are it's not like you physically buy a bench necessarily in all these 31 states. People are the, some of the benches are already other than this lovely one that you did for this woman who lost her son. But there are a lot of benches that are just already there. And they just need your QR code or whatever they need, a bag yes. or whatever. And so if someone yes. has a bench that they really think would be great for journaling, they could contact you and you would send them a bag or whatever, whatever they would need. And then they'd have a bench in their community. Okay, yeah. So I'm, I'm yeah, going to look so, around. 
Yeah. So the benchproject.net is our okay. website. That was my and next question. We mm-hmm. have a spot uh, there where you can just go to shop and you can oh. see the benches that are for sale if you want a specific bench. Um, or you can buy uh, the journal and the pen and the weatherproof bag, or okay. you can buy the whole bundle with a, with the bench tag included. And uh, so a lot of times, especially people that place the bench in their yard for their family, they want mm-hmm. both the tag and the the physical journal because, you know, you're going to have younger kids that could draw or right. write, you know, versus uh, teenagers that might want to, you know, do something a little more techno- technological. Right. But, I actually like the physical journal. I mean, yes. even even though I. You know, when I'm really upset, I'll do the email thing because yeah. first of all, then yeah. I talk in my phone. So it's much faster. Um, yeah. But I still when I if it's something not that I'm doing to another person, just like I'm having a whatever a bad day or I'm upset about whatever it might be. And it's not necessarily anything I would write to the other. It may not even be about another person. It might be just about a situation in life. I still like to take out the journal and I have a journal by my bedside. I have one in my bathroom area. So if I'm putting on my makeup and a thought comes in my head. That I feel mm-hmm. like, you know what, I need to get this out. It's taking my my feeling is if you have a lot of icky, you know, whatever word you want to use, negative thoughts in your head or a lot of anger or whatever, who is that hurting? I mean, we yeah. are human, so we're going to feel that occasionally. I just want to get it out as quickly as possible. I don't want to think about something that happened five years ago. And I'm still thinking about like, well, I, I'm still mad at that. Like, why would I want to still be mad at that person or that situation? Who is that hurting? So yes. to me, if you can write it out and get it out, and then ultimately, I know this might be asking a lot, maybe send that person some love and compassion, because when we're feeling more loving and giving, it heals us. So it does. Definitely. Yeah. And, okay. you know, what you're saying, too, is really the basis of the bench project. And it's. Uh-huh. First, finding connection to yourself, because when you're sitting there on the bench, you really have to connect to yourself and how you're feeling, because it's only when you fill your cup that you can let it overflow and you can give to other people because you can't give what you don't have. A hundred percent. Amen. Exactly. I always say you have to take care of yourself first. So, um, and it's not selfish. It's actually self-caring and, and really, um, like you said, when, when we're filled with goodness and love and compassion, we're not only, it's just, it's not just for us. It's for the people that we love and then, you know, commute family, friends, and then community and then country and then the world. So it it cannot really be bad. All right. So as we're talking about this and this, since my podcast is called on purpose, do you feel like this, that you were drawn to this, like in a way that it's your purpose to try to help people connect or kind of what's your thought? Um, I think, yes, I do. I mean, like I said, my, everything I've ever done has always been in service. I just, mm-hmm. it was what lights me up. Like I love to see ah. other people, you know, grow, become a better, whatever they are, white better version, a better version, a uh-huh. better version of themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think what I've learned, um, as I've gotten older, obviously is that, you know, time is currency. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, not everyone is given the gift of old age and you have to use yours wisely. So, you know, if you've got like an idea or something in your heart, like I just encourage people to share it because, um, you know, it could just be this, it could be the bench project. And, you know, here I am, you know, 10 years later or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Of connection. And, um, 
Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's definitely my purpose and I'm glad I found it because I've always been one of those people looking for that purpose-driven life, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. as they say. And um, so, but, some, yeah, it drives oh, me. Okay. So, so what I love is the way you said it lights you up because I've often, you know, I usually ask people, well, how do you know? You know, because I, I get those questions a lot. Like, well, what is my purpose and how would I know? And I always say it's an inner feeling inside and it won't really let you it'll just keep coming. Whatever, whatever that feeling is, it will not let you go. And it'll nag at you until you want to like, uh, and then until you say, okay, I guess this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So, you know, when I think even, you know, I've had clients like I have, I actually have had maybe three or four over the last 15, 20 years who um, have been in different like corporate jobs. And I will say that's a compliment to me. They decided they wanted to be a therapist. So I'll take it. Um, But that would mean in their fifties, going back to school and Mm -hmm. perhaps giving up a six figure job to, for a while until they could build up a practice, et cetera. And I would just always say, is that really in your heart and soul? I said, then if it is do the work and don't worry, the money will come. And I'm not saying you're going to be a millionaire, but you know, you might be, I have no, I think abundance is great. I have no problem with that, but, um, you, you can't, you can't know, or I have, I have a couple of people that have been writers and they go, well, why am I even writing something? It's never going to get beyond TV or a book. Or I go, well, I know this, if you don't write, it's not going to be, or if you don't act or whatever your creative endeavor is, you're not going to go anywhere. So my feeling is the process in and of itself, you'll figure out where you're supposed to go, but you can't, if, if it's something that lights, I love that lights you up. We kind of sort of, that's kind of what I'm saying to people. You sort of have to do it. All right. This has been like so great. I think your bench project is fantastic. So if you had something closing to say to someone who's like kind of struggling, like, ugh, I sort of have an idea, but I don't know. Any, any advice that you would like give them? Well, I probably would say, you know, get outside to go inside for sure, because I think you, you, you get downloads, the universe, God, whoever you want to call it, speaks yep. to you. And, totally. you know, there's something about like listening, just sitting in quiet and listening. Mm-hmm. And so many ideas have always come to me, but, you know, I thank people for being part of my story mm-hmm. because that's what they do every day when they sit down and they, you know, journal or they write something. Um, so I don't know. I, 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 you're never too old to start for sure. You just have to start. Yep. And um, right now, if you go to the benchproject.net, the first thing that'll come up is a spot for you to add your email address and we'll send you 30 days of nature journaling prompts. Oh, so I'm going to do that. Yeah. So I'm that's totally doing that. To get, yeah. That's a great way to get started because um, they're all prompts that, you know, you can go sit outside and um, and do them, but you can also sit in your home if you're like live in the city and you can't get out and just close your eyes and think about that question as though you were in nature. So love it. Yeah, I'm totally yes. doing that. Oh, good. Love it. OK, great. Well, Beth, a, a pleasure meeting you. I love your energy and I love that you're doing this. And I think it's a great project. I'm going to look for some benches in the Chicago area and see if there's anything that I wonder, I, I'm, I'm going to, maybe I'll ask the Botanic Gardens of here, because of, it's beautiful there. 
And so it'd be a great place for someone to sit and do do your stuff. Okay. So here's my quote for today. I always end every podcast with a quote. Um, Discovering your purpose is the most significant thing you will do in your life. And you and your loved ones and the world will be better off because you went on this journey by Mastin Kip. I don't know who it was. I just loved it. And I feel like that's kind of what you've done is I I want to say, I really like it. Discovering your purpose is the most significant thing you will do in your life and you and your loved ones and the world will be better off because you went on this journey. Yeah. I I love that in particular, because it's really saying that when you do it, you just don't do it for yourself. You do it for the people you love in the world and the world needs a lot of love right now. So um, I hope that people will think about whatever their purpose is and, and know that um, if it's about love and if you're, and if you get lit up, that you're Mm -hmm. probably doing something really great. So Beth, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank Uh, you. It was a pleasure. Okay. So that's it for now. So this is Janice Alpert. I'm hoping that you're doing life or at least thinking about it with purpose and on purpose. Um, Until next time. Bye-bye. 